Welcome to I'll Be Back Catalog, where we take a nostalgic look back at the movies of Arnold Schwarzenegger. The cigar chomping, one-liner spitting, killing machine. Now oh, stop it, you'll make me blush. It's every movie from the beginning. With special guest comedians. I like this. That sounds great. Now play the music. And we're back with I'll Be Back Catalog. I'm Mike Kevin. I'm Stephen Lyons, and we are here to talk about the Arnie 2014 classic. What's its name? Sabotage. Listen, all y'all, this is Sabotage. We are not talking by ourselves, however. We have wonderful guests with us all the way from Kansas City. Actor, improviser, and comedian Jamie Campbell. What's up? Oh, hitting us with some <laughs> classic 90s greeting. Yeah, that's right. That's some people. It's old, but to me, I uh, I only just discovered it on YouTube, so it's real fresh, <laughs> so timeless. You need to hit off Budweiser for some sponsor money. I'm calling them up. Uh, they're not far away. They're in St. Louis, so uh, let's do this. We also have the wonderful actor, improviser, member of the Casey Improv Company, Hannah Unruh. Zapwa. I don't know. Oh, damn. <laughs> Spoonerized. <laughs> oh, my mind just got blown. Is there another commercial where they switch it up? Yes. Zupla. I don't know. We're making it up right now. Somebody got those frogs in the wrong order. <laughs> Budweiser make a lot of sense. Yeah. Budweiser frogs. They're a thing. Uh, and Hannah, you're also in KC, right? Yeah. Kansas City. Born and raised. Yeah. So we're, we're you guys are representing Kansas City perfectly. I'm excited. Jamie, I've toured with you. I've known you for a while. I'm very excited to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm pumped. It feels like we're having a little visit, even though we're half a world away oh it's like we're all here right isn't that weird you've been in the room that i'm sitting in yeah jamie is we're recording this jamie's sitting in his office or as i know it the place where i sleep that's right sounds perfect mike does anyone sleep in your office no (laughs) just me when when things are bad oh no (laughs) he turned it into a marital situation Uh uh-oh uh hannah does anyone sleep in your office yeah there's no office. It's just just the room that we live. It's just the one open space. So I guess, finally, yeah. <laughs> someone's talking the truth. There is no office. No such thing. It's just the room where we live, Mike and Jamie. Stop putting labels on everything. I gotta go peel some labels off. So today we're talking about sabotage. We're gonna talk about the movie in a minute. But first off, let's just get to know our guests. Hannah, you're a youngin. Yeah. Um, did you did you grow <laughs> did you grow up with Arnold? Are you familiar with who he is? Do you know much about him? Um, coincidentally enough, the first time I found out uh, he existed was um, in politics. So <laughs> I knew of his existence in in terms of politically first, and then someone tried to tell me he was a movie star, and I thought that was really silly. And um, <laughs> then oh, there was there was also you know realizing why he couldn't be the president and that was like really stuck with me and in fact it was used as an example in one of my elementary school classes um while explaining how one could be the president of the u.s and why why arnold could not so you accepted arnold as a governor you were like that makes sense but him being an actor that's crazy yeah <laughs> whereas the rest of us were like him being a governor that's crazy Except when those forest fires happened and he was getting off the helicopter. He's like, well, yeah, we're, uh, we're doing it. We're on the ground. I had like a reverse reaction when I saw Bedtime for Bonzo with Ronald Reagan in it. Mm. And then somebody said to me that he was the president of the United States for a while. And I was like, that's ridiculous. How could that be? He was oh. in Bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> oh, yeah. As a kid, I remember the, the first time that I found out that Ronald Reagan had ever been an actor was in Back to the Future. Uh, when Marty McFly goes back and Doc Brown's like, who's president? And he's like, Ronald Reagan, the actor? 
I had to Google what, his, what movies he was in so that I can make that reference. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> if, he's in a movie with, with some kind of chimp. Oh, It's called Bedtime for Bonzo. Well, he has a monkey, doesn't he? Does, isn't that his whole thing? Is chimps? What? He like had them? Ronald Reagan was... He was, he was a, a, like a Michael Jackson chimp guy? Or was he just known for acting well, 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 chimps? He, it, let's not say he was a Michael Jackson chimp guy. <laughs> like, he can be a different kind of chimp guy. You don't have to be the Michael Jackson of something. You can just be... <laughs> You just be the chimp person. Yeah, we're Name all... three people that you know who own yeah, a chimp. Maybe he's like uh, he's like Ross from Friends. <laughs> oh yeah, that Ross. Monkey. From... That's... Oh, that a... doesn't count. It a... has to be a chimpanzee. No, it was a tiny monkey. Maurice. No. Yes. Um. Yeah. No, Marcel. Oh. It was Marcel. Marcel. He was also in the movie. Was it Contagion? Marcel or Ronald Reagan? Great movie, Contagion. <laughs> Very topical. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, just incredible. Like, if you thought she looked sick before the movie. Oh, then she looked very sick during. I think movie. it was Outbreak. No, I was wrong. It was Outbreak. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I I feel like I'm living it. So I know oh, what yeah. happens. Well, the, don't watch it now because we, I watched it a little while ago, and all it made me do was have panic attacks about how poor the response has been. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, when you've got Lawrence Fishburne and he's like, "We have to sort this out," and I'm like, "Where is he right now?" <laughs> Sort it out, Morpheus. Wouldn't it be weird if we found out that what spread this virus was actually a tiny cute monkey? Gosh darn it, yeah. Marcel. <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> we really are That's on a break, break, aren't we? Jamie, did you grow up with Arnie? Oh, man, yeah. Oh, Arnie was like a huge like thing uh, as far as movies when I was a kid. The first uh, Schwarzenegger movie that I ever saw was Commando. Mm -hmm. And that one blew me away. I like... I remember when they like break into the like the the firearm store, and the he's with the little girl, and she's like, "What are we doing? Going shopping?" Which was <laughs> that was fun. And then of course the Conan movies were giant, and like the early '80s. Basically, I watched anything that my uncle watched. He was just six years older than me, so he's kind of like a big brother. And he would rent. We didn't own. He would rent a Laserdisc player. And I remember Damn. watching Conan the Destroyer on Laserdisc as a kid. And the other thing that kind of blew me away after seeing him in those was like on syndicated TV. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was that melodrama where he's like dressed in a, as a cowboy. Um, <laughs> okay. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the movie's so bad they named it twice. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, was, it was terrible. I was mostly just fascinated, like, why is he cast in this role? I don't understand. As Handsome Stranger? Perfect cast. Well, he is a, yeah, he just didn't seem like a typical American cowboy. Call me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we look good in that, what was it, pink blouse? It was the baby blue, right? He had the baby blue. Oh, it was blue. Little, yeah, it was baby blue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Cactus Jack is very weird. It is a very strange movie. Hannah, had you seen any Arnold Schwarzenegger movies before today? Uh, yeah. I mean, I my parents constantly are watching Terminator movies. And so um, I would I would be in the living room. And the thing is, I never asked which one it was. And so I would catch clips of different ones. And actually, a few weeks ago, for the first time, um, my mom made me sit down and like watch the first one. And I was like, why is he bad? I don't get it. <laughs> that was really shocking to live. You can't wait. You're waiting the whole movie for the turn. I, You're like, well, he, he'll become the good guy any moment. Any now. second now. Seriously. And, and it was crazy because you go that amount of it's such an iconic thing. And you live, you mm -hmm. know, 20 plus years of your life. Believing mm -hmm. the origin was one way and then discovering one day. Yeah, you're you're 90 minutes in just watching the Terminator like run after Sarah Connor and you're like, what is he doing? He's the hero. Why has he killed all the police? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does kill all of the police, right? <laughs> what are his funny quips? 
These aren't uh, funny. They're just mean. So, Jamie, you grew up watching Arnold. Did you grow up watching much action films? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the Stallone films, uh, action films were a big thing for me as a kid. Like, Tango and Cash was a big one. Uh, I did see Terminator 2. I got a special, like, sneak preview movie pass and got to see it before it was officially released. Uh, and that was pretty what? awesome. Yeah, the Die Hard movies, the Lethal Weapons. Yeah, they were a major thing for a young kid. Because, like, my dad and I, we'd like to watch things together that we didn't have to connect emotionally with. Yes. And uh, you didn't really have any conversations after just watching a building blow up. Just a shared nod of understanding. Yep. Mm. Yes, humans are very precarious. Mm. <laughs> How about you, Hannah? What, what was what was your movie genre of choice? Well, I guess this is a good time to mention that I have been raised Mennonite and pacifist. And yes, <laughs> whoa, oh, I could not feel worse for asking you to watch this movie right now. I had a blast. Um, oh God, where were you for Kindergarten Cop? <laughs> But, but your parents love the Terminator franchise. So that's the thing, you know, not traditional Mennonites <laughs> in the sense that, you know, I wasn't making my own clothes and parking the horse and buggy outside yeah. of preschool. But yeah, so I, it's just like we didn't really promote a lot of violence in my house. And what's interesting now is growing up, we never watched it. But, you know, now I'm, I'm like 22 and I, I go to my parents' house and my dad's like, all right, it's time to introduce you to the Godfather. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> now? <laughs> and so, now? I'm waiting for the turn. When does the Godfather become the hero? When, when is it? The second one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many horse heads need to be put onto screen? So uh, I haven't watched a lot of action movies in my life. I have nothing against them, and I don't cry through the whole thing. But <laughs> Just most. <laughs> when I watch them, I always think about like their families and stuff and when the innocent bystanders like die i'm like oh what a way to go that's terrible <laughs> so yeah you were just going to the mall just, it's not your fault just casually driving and, and next thing you know you're getting shot up by drug cartel just sucks so i <laughs> uh, so of course i i'm based uh, me and mike are based down here in new zealand where there is uh i would say zero but i think the uh, truth is there's probably just very little mennonite population so for us like i don't really know that much about mennonites other than what i learned from pop culture but it's kind of mennonite is like amish but soft version <laughs> that's a really good um and understanding perspective <laughs> diet amish <laughs> i thought i thought mennonites lived on the moon yeah Oh, is that um, Aquatine Aqu Hunger Force? We've got really good Wi-Fi up here. <laughs> Killing it. So what movies were you watching then? None. They were. You didn't have technology, right? Oh, no, I have... did. <laughs> no, I, uh, okay. Well, actually, I was given a pamphlet when I was in um, Sunday school when I was a kid on how to explain being Mennonite to people. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> so basically, Talk down to us. I will right now. Here it is. <laughs> Your three steps to being a Mennonite. Well, first of all, it's important that you understand it's just a form of Christianity, such as Baptist and Lutheran, etc. And like all those, there is a scale of mm. people that fall on those, you know, big evangelical Baptist and there's um, others. And <laughs> <laughs> let me check the box. Uh, Baptist, yes, and other. Got it. I did not mean to wake up in Baptist shame this morning, so forgive me. <laughs> but uh, so our three key points is that we are pacifists, believing in nonviolent solutions to conflict. 
um, Anabaptists, which were like persecuted back in the day because they believed baptism was a choice and that you should like fully understand what that means to like dedicate your life to God and stuff like that. And then the third is a strong sense of service rather than evangelicalism. So instead of speaking about faith, we just try to act and show love through faith. Yeah, show don't tell. That's just good improv. There it is. So I don't know. That's my quick summary. I hope the Mennonite community isn't keeping tabs on I'll Be Back catalog and coming for me. Our our Venn diagram for Mennonites (laughs) and the movie Sabotage by David Iyer is a very small. Mennonites movie me you guys don't do rum springer like the amish right no no i well i don't know actually maybe we do vodka summer <laughs> Ooh, that's when they watch the terminator franchise <laughs> and then you decide if you still want to be mennonite <laughs> i'll be honest if you if you took an amish person like someone who grew up like hanging out in the farms and you put them in a cinema and then played terminator for them they don't need rum springer they're going straight back to the farm and being like we nailed it we've got it this is the way to do it we were right yeah this is people out there they're all robots underneath i just love the idea of having a pamphlet i just i just want it to be like one thing that says here's how to explain your religion we're going to heaven you're not I have this one for atheism and it just says I'm sad and I don't believe I'll be happy later. <laughs> uh had any had any of you seen Sabotage before? Absolutely not. I had not even heard of it. None of us had. <laughs> I didn't even know how to spell sabotage before today, so Oh, I still keep trying to put a U in there, don't worry. <laughs> no, never heard of it, never seen it. So none of us had seen it. I was I surprised. Like everyone that sees sabotage is seeing it for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) It really does... return viewings. (laughs) (laughs) It it honestly feels like the kind of movie that, like, 15 years from now, I'll be like, I remember I used to do that podcast. Oh, my God, I haven't seen Sabotage forever. And then I'll put it on, and I'll be like, oh! I think what I'll do when somebody's like, how much blood is too much blood? I'll go, watch Sabotage. (laughs) Yeah. Mike, do you want to hit us in with a short synopsis of the movie Sabotage? Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, now's a great time to pause the podcast, go and watch it, and then come back. But also, you weirdo, um, you, know, you can you can watch it, or you can choose not to watch it and just hang out and listen to us talk about it, because I'll be honest, that's going to be a more enjoyable time. <laughs> I wish the synopsis was shorter, but here's what it is. A DEA special ops unit becomes involved in a large-scale bust involving tens of millions of dollars. The bust becomes interesting when the group decides to take $10 million for their own use. Things go sour when the money which was hidden turns out to be missing. The group eventually recovers from an internal investigation with another chance to salvage their reputation. But which organized drug group would forget about $10 million? The bigger mystery is where did that money go? In Sabotage. Listen all y'all, this is Sabotage. They were not given the rights to use that song. No, they were very much against it. (laughs) We spent all our budget on blood. (laughs) I can't spend a second longer not talking about sabotage. And we're back with Sabotage, and we start with a snuff movie. Yay! What a weird (laughs) way to start a movie. Mm -hmm. It's a law. (laughs) It starts with a law. Yeah, it comes in at a 10. Yeah. And and then goes straight to a zero with like eight months later. Yeah. 
eight months later and he's washing his hands and it's like was he dirty for eight months or yes <laughs> <laughs> it was it was an awful start it was an awkward start and it never paid off no like they never earned or paid back what they had taken from me no. forcing me to watch a snuff film mm-hmm. <laughs> what? it was it wasn't even a good one it was it was too fast too well no not fast too, too fast. fast you wanted <laughs> three lower <laughs> i don't know what i was going for there hannah wanted more snuff films slow it down really get into the pain more close-ups yeah, don't worry. You'll have another four to eight chances to see that footage. I am, uh, yeah, I'm not, Mike, you'll know this. I'm not not a huge fan of that kind of approach. No. I, I, I honestly, I felt like they thought they were making an action movie, but were actually making Saw. <laughs> right, yeah. I just, I felt like it would have been nice to care about somebody before I see them brutally tortured or murdered. Mm-hmm. I think more of the caring about them and less of the seeing them get murdered. Yeah. I think I think it was about 40 minutes in, and I remember asking my wife while watching it, I was like, what does any of this have to do with that video at the beginning? Because <laughs> yeah. it, it took that long for us to find out anything to connect the dots of that. I, I thought about it the whole time. The, the whole, like, I just kept waiting to know, like, do we know her? Is she, and then at one point I thought... I thought I'd seen her. I thought she walked past, and I was like, "Yeah, there's the girl. Get her." <laughs> it was just an extra. I uh, so I had such low expectations for this movie that, like, I just was like, "They're not going to bother telling me. I'll just fill in the blanks." So I watched that whole time, being like, "Well, someone murdered his wife. Well, here we go." Well, you you and jumped they, to the right conclusion. Trust me. Like, as soon as that money was stolen. Like, they're like, where'd the money go? I was like, yep, yeah, Arnie took it so we can fight the cartel. All right, let's just hang out for another hour. You would have had to be on that And one. then there's this, like, ragtag group of DEA agents that, like, none of them have to report to anybody. They just hang out getting tattoos and doing drugs. <laughs> and then and it's like, cool, we got a mission. Were yeah, they the playing Grand Theft Auto in there, or? Hell yeah, they do whatever <laughs> they want in their awesome frat house. Yeah. Did we ever get to see the tattoo and whether or not it looked like a penis? How, how do you set that much up and mm. never pay it off? Uh, this movie? <laughs> That's a lot of this movie. Were we meant to like anybody? Yeah, you were meant, you're meant to like Arnie. Just Arnie. <laughs> Yeah, that's why they had him smile a few times. <laughs> I will I will say, I, I don't often do this, uh, but I did go and watch uh, some featurettes and some interviews. And wow, this director thought that he was creating a beautiful three-dimensional portrayal of real human beings and not just 18 cartoons. Who are his friends? <laughs> uh, well, firstly, there's Lizzie, then uh, Sugar, he, th he also knows Breacher, Pyro, Tripod, Nick, Grinder, Monster. One of them, I just, missed their name. I think Monster was just, let's base a character on an energy drink. <laughs> yes. It was all personified and, and, in his uh, the... <laughs> Yes. I, when I first saw him, I was like, holy shit, Fred Durst is in this? <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was Fred Durst and the guitarist from Static X had a baby. Was actually a wonderful actor known as Sam Worthington. Yeah, he, and he did a great job. Like yeah. as far as acting chops, like you saw him actually be hurt mm -hmm. and upset. Like, yeah, it's William H Macy. Yeah. His character in the movie Boogie Nights 
where his wife just is sleeping with porn stars, but he loves her, Mm -hmm. and he knows that this is a very bad relationship, uh, but he's kind of stuck in it. And I felt the same way about this dude. It was clear, like, definitely having sex with more than just her husband. But it was celebrated. Yeah. They all talked about it so casually, too. It was like every every other scene of dialogue when they were all hanging out was like, eh, Lizzie's a whore. (laughs) It was definitely meant to be portrayed in a in a celebration like like the director thought that they were like celebrating feminism like yeah she fucks who she wants and then the the only reason that maybe it wasn't is you know they also made her a meth head who sold out the Mm -hmm. entire team so less (laughs) celebratory when it's like the first 15 minutes her and fred durst are like we're in an open relationship she's gonna get hers and then for the last half an hour he's like where are you going baby (laughs) I'm like, bro, you told us you were fine with this. Yeah, and then when she just takes the dropper and is just dropping the liquid meth in her mouth, like, after they had just murdered a house full Mm -hmm. of humans, I was like, well, let's celebrate. (laughs) And traumatized how many many children? children. Oh, man. Stay on the bed. I I was waiting for, like, some, like, innocent person to get killed in that whole stretch and it, i was so tense for it it was so uncomfortable i was ready for a call back to the person behind mm-hmm, the door mm-hmm. in the training scenario yeah and they were all in there with all the the meth and i was like i, I even was telling like my roommate i was like there's someone behind the door how did they not down. pay off that setup that's such a perfect setup that made a lot of sense i don't know <laughs> yeah Especially if it had been the police officer. Yeah, I so they murder even... everyone and then the police officer's behind the door and she's like, aha! You didn't check the door. <laughs> How are they? And then they just walked out of that place. Yeah, look what they, I did. With Snark, they like talked shit to the police officers. Yeah. They were like, hey, clean up on aisle three. <laughs> right, yeah. They just walk out. Hey, we killed a bunch of folks. If you guys could wipe that mess up, that'd be great. We're going to go to the bar. Yeah, weren't you all under investigation two days ago? Or two weeks ago, or two months in the future. To be honest, the timelines on this movie were fucked. The officer comes over to investigate. Like, they're federal agents. They should know that your job is to make a statement. And, like, if they're thinking that maybe you were involved in the murder, wouldn't you want to make the statement and clear yourself? Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't get that at all. No, because they're a tight-knit family. So the director, David, uh, yeah, it I is Iyer, right? David Iyer. Uh, so he's renowned for doing these hyper-realistic depictions of um, elite special forces because that's where his background is, is he used to be a Marine or some CIA shit that people can't talk about. So he, the concept is that all of these are very realistic depictions, which makes, yeah, that's right, Hannah, who just raised her eyebrows and looked away. That makes for very concerning. If he's like, this is what it's really like in the DEA. We need to do some work. I, I could appreciate that for yeah. everyone except for Grinder. Who, who oh looked... man! Grindr. Yeah, I'm gonna need some clarification on which one was Grinder. I only tagged. Oh, uh, Grinder's the uh, Abercrombie Fitch model who was in Magic Mike. He's the one who was like. Six eight and ripped to shit. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, they he had some great scenes where uh, Arnie. This is what I like about Arnie. So outside of the movie, but the fact that Arnie like leaned into like close talking mm-hmm. with him, and they they realistically depicted yep. his height. Like a couple of those shots were really fun. Where Arnie's like, I'm the I'm right down here talking to you, and he's like, there's just this giant dude, and I was like, oh, that's so playful because Arnie's always depicted as the big boy. unless unless the big boy is like an adversary that he needs to overcome. But this this was like basically yeah. like a dad shouting at his overgrown child. When he threw him on the table, I enjoyed that little moment. I, that was fun. He was like the, the house mom for a sorority. <laughs> for yes. That whole group. <laughs> the fuck is happening in here? <laughs> You're doing it's a mess. Tidy this up. 
Pledge week is next week. <laughs> so we did like the intro of them doing like a bus. Slash heist. So they did the heist and they like hid the things. One of the dudes died, which is a little bit mm -hmm. insane. Rest Turns in peace, out... Smoke. <laughs> oh, was that was his name Smoke? Smoke Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> the joy that you're saying that name with. Oh man, the, yeah. They all had like Top Gun mm -hmm. nicknames. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Except Lizzie. Except, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which really speaks to the toxic masculinity of this movie, right? I'm Breacher. My name's Pyro. Hey, I'm Sugar. Yeah, my name's Tripod. I'm Lizzie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you think she tried to get a cool nickname and they were like, nope, you're just Lizzie. Uh, they really needed just one more female like member of the team to be like, oh. We're not saying all women are this. <laughs> There's Lizzie 1 and Lizzie 2. It's it was a problematic. Yeah. And Lizzie 1, she is on point. Like, forget about Grinder. She is an operator. Technically a name, it's right. short for Lizard, because she spends most of her time sat on rocks. Crack rocks. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> I can't work out if you made that up, because that sounds no, great. No, but it makes sense to me. It's like Lizzie. <laughs> it makes Lizzie. sense. Because she... That what makes if her name's like... Janet, and she's just a huge Lizzie McGuire fan, and that's why they gave her the name. <laughs> that makes sense as well. In between games of Grand Theft Auto, she's just binge watching Lizzie McGuire over and over. Uh, my name's Pyro because I blew up a place. I'm Lizzie because I lost my virginity during Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> my name's Grinder because, well, we, we don't talk about it. I'm totally straight. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Uh, that's the thing is everyone in, in the movie was pretty well played everyone was definitely leaning in as hard as they could but it all just felt flat and sad because everyone just seemed broken yeah and not like three-dimensionally broken just boring mm. broken like we never learned like what was up with lizzie is she okay is this about her living arrangements yeah we, we just know she's a uh, you know she's a drug addict but that's it and we know that she's a badass because that opening scene with the heist like She's yeah. about to go at it with that dude and then just beats his ass and gets yeah. out. I kind of wanted more fight scenes from her because she was so, like, those first, those first couple of fights, what was it, her, like, she jumps out the window or some shit? She's like, yeah, I'm yeah. in! <laughs> Throw some pants on. I was blown away! I was like, where did she learn that? What school mm. did she go to? Well, that's just the meth kicking in. <laughs> Got all this energy. The first 30 minutes of this movie are uh, then, it's not a, like, it's not a drop. It's just like a, a very steep downward hill. Mm. It's like, ooh, where are we going? And then you just slowly go, oh, we're not going to pay off any of this. Yeah, it starts off at such a clip. I yeah. was actually quite excited. I was like, oh, this might actually be decent. This might be like a weird sleeper hit. And I was like, mm. When Arnie disarms the guy in the bathroom? Yeah. yeah, that was fun. And puts his gun in the urinal? I was like, yeah, okay, maybe we are at watching At that point, I was like, why is there so much weird toilet humor in this? I, I took a lot of notes, and one of them literally says, lots of fart and poo-poo mm -hmm. jokes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. They kept saying, all right, who dropped ass? Yes! <laughs> you drop ass. Shut up! Yeah, most of it, too, was just him telling them to shut up. Shut up! Shut up. The, two, um, the two guys in the car who were Taylor and Arnie, and they had a nice bit of like fun mm -hmm. dialogue with each other about pissing in a bottle, which... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the bottle piss which... guys. I'm glad to see that they came back and paid <laughs> off at the end. Yeah, that was it. We never found out if that guy got to the point that he did use the bottle. I would have liked to have seen that. No, he he was going in the bushes. But then, oh yeah, well, and they were both sleeping with the same girl. We mm. found that out. Uh, never, we never yeah, met Rebecca. her. Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> I I thought uh, I was like this when it showed um, Arnold inside. 
and he was toasting the pop tarts yeah. literally putting them in the toaster i was like he's a psychopath no one does that <laughs> you just you just take the 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 pop tart out of the wrapper and then he handed it to the guy out there and i was like okay it's only a psychopath if you do it for yourself but but if you toast a pop tart for someone else that he's helping I think his main plan was to just bend the roof of the mouths of other people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How's your mouth now? <laughs> I did like the fact that he had his, all his food and supplements out. I do appreciate when they like note Arnie's weird physique. Yeah, that they actually give a little bit of a nod to the fact that he's jacked. Apparently he hated having this haircut. Yeah, that's what I read as well. But it looks oh, wow. so good on him. Like he has yeah. like a he looked tidy. Yeah, it I mean he looks it's a little bit alt right, but he <laughs> Which I think that kind of fits, just the militant lifestyle. Mm. Oh, yeah, you know that some of these guys are watching InfoWars. Like, that's the thing, is we didn't oh, get yeah. to see a lot of the people's personal lives. I think the first one was when we got to see, who was it? Was it Pyro? Pyro's personal life in his trailer. Yeah, yeah. which that was... live personal life. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a fun scene of, like, the wake up and do, like, what you do. Yeah, when, when he ate, the, like, the, the gross pizza and he put it down and then he got a mm-hmm. beer and then he peed in the sink like, and then you're like, how much money does this guy make? Surely he's on better than this. And then... Oh, yeah. And then the train came. <laughs> and, and, and so before we go into the issues of the train, like, uh-huh. he's meant to be a train special ops, like, one of their top operators. Mm-hmm. At the very least, wouldn't he position himself at the back of his weird house? Like, these are people who are trained for instinct, instinct, instinct. And his instinct is, oh, no, a train. I better stand right in front of it. And he, like, like, just pushed on the door a little bit. He didn't even, like, put a shoulder into it to really try to break it it out. No. We literally just watched a montage of them kicking doors open. (laughs) You're telling me he didn't just have a gun in his in his pocket that he could just like shoot the window open and crawl out? I wanted to see Trinity in the Matrix style. I wanted to see him turn, look at the back window, bang bang, then he runs and dives through it and combat rolls down and he's like that was close. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and even if you got to kill him, let him kick the door open and as he's swinging out the train hits. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the RV and he still dies. Mhm. Yeah, but give him some, like, he just he just died like a schmuck. Yeah. And then they decided they'd spend 10 minutes making us watch some woman put tiny flags all over his guts for no reason. Uh-huh. I'm angry. I'm angry. I'm angry. I think this is where the movie really turned for me. <laughs> when I, was like, I don't know if I like this anymore. Yeah. Mine just knew. I was yeah. like, I don't like this at all. Yeah. It was 30 minutes into the movie. That should have been like five minutes. Like, give me a heads up that we're going to watch a rude, gross overly gory movie because mm-hmm. he got to that one big pile and i was like that's this is this is too much <laughs> why, why are we doing this and, so the reason that they did that is technically it's accurate like all of his guts and stuff got wrapped around the engine block because that's like a big mess that and that's a thing that apparently happens but i don't care i feel like they made a list of things that really happen and then tried to plug a plot around this list of things that really oh, happen. maybe yeah 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 it's uh it's like the reverse of a normal like action movie where they're like here are some amazing things we want to happen yeah. now how do we create the realism to justify that they went here are some really boring gross things that no one wants to happen let's do those oh here's some really gross weird shit that i've seen once i want to recreate that so everyone else can enjoy it (laughs) here's some things that have given me irreparable mental damage (laughs) yeah like the i'm glad that they also kind of led us up to that with the like weird trip to the titty bar that was completely unearned (laughs) yeah they ran two exercises and they're like, let's go to the titty bar and, and assault a security guy. Ah, oh, we're having a great time. 
Yeah, and then I was like, are we meant to be rooting for them? Or is this our excuse to be okay with Pyro dying? No, everyone... <laughs> I I literally made a note. I paused it at one point, and, and I looked at how much time had passed. And 46 minutes in, <laughs> I, I realized what their jobs were. It, it took me 46 whole minutes to fully understand. And then finally, I think she was like, yeah, tell me, act like I'm an idiot and tell me what you guys do. And then they did. And I was like, thank God that woman spoke for the rest of us mm-hmm. because I had zero idea what they were actually supposed to be doing. Yeah, they're, uh, we were like, uh, we know they kind of, we know they work for the DEA, but I'll be honest, in that first scene, I was like, do they or are they in costumes? Mm. And I like because the camouflage is kind of unnecessary in all these busts. Like, they're not camouflaging themselves, they're in a building. It's not the desert. Jamie's been pitching for years for the uh, military to bring in filing cabinet camouflage. (laughs) Yeah. Where are we going in? We're going into these offices. That's where Mm -hmm. the dictators are. They need a computer nearby. (laughs) It's just an old, like, flat screen and then a stack of papers. Damn it, I got stuck being the water cooler again. (laughs) Do we just want to jump to the dude getting nailed to the ceiling? May as well. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's what happened in the movie. We just jumped to it, so... What? Why? Because that's a real thing that happens. It is. They were like, oh, in Northern Ireland, people get nailed to the floor. I was like, yeah, that seems like a thing that you could do. The ceiling? But imagine the guts, like, falling down. The mess. Mm. That would have been the great time in the soundtrack to play Lionel Richie's dancing on the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a feeling. This um, This was Sawyer from Lost, wasn't it? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me check my notes. Oh, it just says Walt. <laughs> I I liked the the setup leading into them finding it, which was yeah, I'll get you your five minute interview with this guy, but we're gonna go together in the middle yes. of the night and surprise him, and she then he will up. talk to you. <laughs> hey, I've got your lead. I can guarantee you, but can you swing by my house? Yeah, I've been drinking. I don't want to drive. This this is this is the time where I realized that Arnie doesn't seem super bothered by anything that's happening. Nope. And I was like a bit suspicious about his motivations. <laughs> yeah, because he he discovered it and then he just left. Yep. But by now by now in the movie, right? You don't know if that's his character's choice, mm-hmm. him as an actor not knowing what he's meant to be doing, or the director not knowing how to show us what he's doing, mm-hmm. like. I couldn't accept it as like, oh yeah, he knows that something's up because I was like, fucking no one knows what's going on. No. This poor de- detective can't hold a southern accent for a whole movie. Oh, She's gosh. English. <laughs> yeah, she is. And then Sam Worthington definitely couldn't hold an American accent for the whole movie. Oh, man. I'm a big fan. I, I thought those two had some of the best acting in this movie, mm-hmm. but there were a couple of scenes where whew, her accent wandered all around the world. Mm-hmm. But hers was only really jarring when she tried to be Southern. Yep. Like when she threw like a, she had one where she threw like a y'all in there and it was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. In between booyahs. <laughs> booyah. I think booyah should be said more. Oh yeah. That intense autopsy scene. Yeah. yeah. Which one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they did like three of them. There was a bit where they did the autopsy scene and then someone says, because I've just wrote, wrote it down, we have to go fingering the devil's pussy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That Grindr was, um, says that. Yeah. Was that Grinder? Yeah. What did that mean? I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> what was that? You know, no one on Grinder wants to finger the devil's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the opposite of what we're going for. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing that really awful. happens, though. <laughs> Fingering the devil's pussy? I don't know. You don't know what the seals are like. <laughs> that all of those autop scenes where they just thought they were making an overlit version of NCIS. Uh, yeah. Just 
or like CSI, but gross. <laughs> but like super gross. I just, because it's, it's around this time she goes to try and find out more information from the DAA or the, or the feds or something. And Oh, I hope you're going to talk about my favorite moment. One of the guys there has a bow tie on. That's it! That's it! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yes! Oh, man. And he, oh. he like smiled as he basically let her know they weren't going to help. Yeah. What a creep. And that's where you know that that is an actor's choice, not costuming. I hope so. Sincerely. Like, that's like come wearing a suit and he's like, oh, I own a tie. It's a bow tie, but... That same setup, they had the, the guy in the Avengers movies playing the same guy as in the Avengers movies. The, He's like, this... I know how to do this. Uh-huh. Oh no, does this take this... place in the same universe? That's <laughs> This sad. is for the MCU. <laughs> I mean, if this, is, if this all happens while Captain America and Iron Man are in the universe somewhere, heartbreaking. Mm. Hey, I mean, they're Terrence all Howard. Book names. Yeah, Terrence Howard found his way back into the Iron Man series. Right. <laughs> Once they get me out, I uh, they pull me back in. Oh, I, I I hope Hannah's sequel when she talks about it later includes Don Cheadle now playing Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> just his guts, though. Just it just picks up with the guts. Oh you know? god! These, they just these are Don Cheadle's guts. We could not get Terrence Howard's guts back for the sequel. Oh. Just splayed over the back of a truck. Next to an innocent yeah. Yeah. spoiler. <laughs> yeah. So we did that that weird bow tie scene where mm-hmm. they were like, "We're not going to help you," which is just meant to be like another nod to like, "Oh, everything is siloed within these yeah. departments, and they don't want to be held accountable." And then we had like, "You spend enough time on the job, and the job bites back." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like, "Oh yeah, it's the cartels. It's the cartels who are coming for us." Sure. Wait, wait, wait. Have we have we glossed over the video of Arnie's um, interview? Where he kicks off of those guys. I I love that part. I love it so much, and and I it was so quotable. And some of my favorite lines were, "You're 48 percent body fat." Oh, that was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and when the guy said, "Go to the gym, John." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he wants to come down on me. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna body shame him. But the accuracy the per- of 48. That's so satisfying. <laughs> less than 50 but still quite a lot <laughs> yeah yeah the original line was 50 and he's like now nah, i've looked at him he's clearly only 48 i don't feel like my character would make a sweeping statement like that <laughs> oh man so many dumb fucks thrown around too yeah <laughs> i enjoyed that bit the, and that's the thing is like those those interviews that they, that they like s- spread through that looked like a good movie mm. yeah yeah it, it was know, a different movie. It felt it's like a, a completely different movie. Like you, we learned about who the characters were. They all had, you know, like one of them's like, "You need me," yep. you know, like "You need me," and then he went off the grid. Yeah. And I didn't even realize he was gone until they <laughs> yeah, told us. You know. Oh, nobody misses tripod. <laughs> I I forgot he existed. That's how little went into the beginning of the setup of everything. And then it was uh, like an hour in when they were in the, they were in that tunnel bit, and it was just like them like checking for the thing, and there was so much like ADR of like people talking about. What's going on? What's going on with you? Hey, is that everything? It's like, why are we, why are we even having these people talk right now? Just remind us that there's ten people. Yeah, it's like that they're all there. It's just letting us know that they were all there. So, just quickly, ten million dollars split between, I think, maybe ten people. It's not a lot not of money. No, not to the point where it's not like run away to Panama kind of money. This is like you can maybe pay off your mortgage and be okay for three years. That is the only part of the movie that i don't think is a plot hole there is no way that 10 trained killers are splitting that 10 mil Mm. like they knew they knew that that was just gonna be a murder (laughs) like they knew everyone was gonna kill like 10 million dollars they all knew when they said yes to that that one of them was getting all of it 
it's a, it's a different version of the Hunger Games, except they all yeah. signed up. I want to talk about the directing and how much I hate it. Uh, in the fact that when we went to Tripod's house, it was so confusing. Yeah. Like, what a great concept, so poorly <laughs> executed. I still don't know what happened. Well, firstly, it started off by Arnie being like, look out for this tripwire. Mm -hmm. Then two minutes later, someone tripped the tripwire. So apparently his house was surrounded by booby traps that no one noticed. Mm -hmm. And then apparently he was a crack shot, amazing elite guy who was off the grid so he wouldn't get killed. And then four dudes walked up and just murdered him. Mm -hmm. And then someone murdered them? Because here's the question. Who killed them? Was it Lizzie or was it Arnie? Yeah, that's really confusing. But I think it was Arnie. Yeah, based on, based on the chicken wire around the bodies, I'm guessing Arnie. I feel like Lizzie wouldn't bother with that bit. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Lizzie went to some pretty extreme efforts. She murdered her husband and then was fleeing the country, but still decided to, like, bind Frigid. him and yeah. put him in a refrigerator. Yeah. To what end? But like a lunatic. Okay. Unless, yeah, like, a, a lunacy comes out in mad OCD, in which case, potentially, she did do it. I feel like Lizzie's not getting around the tripwire. Like, she's going to be in too much of a hurry. <laughs> mm-hmm. But maybe Sugar was. Sugar seems like he'd take his time. Yeah. Who's Sugar? <laughs> Sugar's Terrence Howard. I know. I'm just saying we didn't. We didn't even have a line. We didn't interact with. We did not interact with him. Like he was just in the back, being like, "I look cool," and I'm like, "Sometimes yeah, yeah, the." Yeah, I feel like Terrence Howard. He had like he was picking up a paycheck and was like, "Yeah, all right, I'll I'll learn the lines on my way to set because uh, I don't have to do much." Yeah, and every once in a while they would just show his face, and and I'd remember every fifteen or twenty minutes that he was there, present all along, and I don't think he said anything until he mm. was like, "Man, Lizzie, why'd you have to tell him we was having sex?" <laughs> <laughs> and it, at which point everyone in the movie the theater went what <laughs> oh no he did have the one line he was like all right let's do this and then go get some dinner <laughs> <laughs> yeah he did <laughs> this is cool it was uh yeah it's so crazy in the whole tripod bit though there was two shots i really enjoyed which was the one on the iron sights on the gun yeah which yeah. was really chaotic and fun and then the one on the barrel of the gun facing back yeah. Which was also really weird and I haven't seen before, but I really enjoyed the, the creativity of it. The whole movie felt like he was learning to be a director. Because, <laughs> like, that's a cool shot. Cool shot. But yeah. we never saw it again. No. It didn't come back into play. There was no, like... And then there were a bunch of those ones where you're just like, oh, yeah, once you've seen this on a big screen, you'd be like, oh, we didn't need yeah, that. Yeah, it was like he was just, let's try out a few different ideas I have every once in a while, but let's let's not do them the whole yeah. time. Uh, so for a disclaimer, if anyone wasn't aware, the original cut of this movie was three hours long mm -hmm. and featured multiple subplots what? that were cut. Wow. Yeah, one featuring the detective trying to shut down, uh, trying to stop a guy who was abusing his, his kid or his wife, which I don't know what would have added, but it was there. Right. If you'd have seen Arnie Nothing. doing that, then you would have like a little bit more like sympathy for him as a character. I think what it probably was there to do was to show that she was willing to bend him morality for the sake of justice. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because that was real confusing at the end of the movie. Super confusing. Yeah. <laughs> have we passed the sex part? <laughs> no, but we have. Uh, no, so, I don't want uh, so to get there too this soon, was... which is what Arnie said. <laughs> So she she does she come from old money because he turns up at her house and she's swimming naked in a massive pool at what looks like a fucking like historic plantation house. She stole ten mil with her old unit and then murdered all of them. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's why at the end of this, when he's like walk away, she's like, "I got gotcha. you." I was so glad there was no sex scene. Yes. Oh gosh, yeah. But like the the kiss was 
it was out of nowhere, right? Like, it was like all of a sudden, like, she finds out he's been through some sad shit, but then just out of nowhere, there's like no shows of affection and maybe even considering things, and then just bam. See, I beg to differ because there was a part that really stood out to me, and it was when they decide to go visit their friend Tripod's house, and, and Arnie turned to her and said, you are awesome at road trips. And, and, I, and I said, that's all I want in a relationship. It's going in my Tinder bio. I am awesome at road yeah. trips. Because if you can't survive a road trip with somebody, then the relationship is not going to last long term. And maybe he just found out right away. And so did she. I'm pretty sure between. Oh, no. Yeah, it was when they were. That was the awesome at road trips is when they were driving out to the thing. But also Monster sat her down and was like, he only cares about his family. He loves his wife and daughter and they were murdered. And she was like, mm, yummy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I- uh, nothing. Nothing makes me horny like the tragic deaths of someone's entire family. Oh, God. She's like... It's a trudge I'm sorry y'all had to put up with that, but I have to kiss you now. How was my Southern American accent? It was accent? something. <laughs> I think that you could be cast in the sequel. Um, that, uh, that next day, too, the walk of shame, or partner's out there. Mm-hmm. He's like, I didn't think you would date another enforcement official. And she's like, "What? I didn't say anything about a date. She said, I do declare, I do depend on the kindness of strangers. Strangers. (laughs) (laughs) She pulls a fan out. (laughs) But then we cut, we cut straight from that to like a weird dick scene. Oh, yeah. Of like, uh, Walt having to ask like, oh, has he got a big dick? Yeah. And she's like, that's inappropriate. We shouldn't talk about that. But... (laughs) (sighs) Like, this cemented it for me. This was an hour in, and I was like, Arnie never read the script. And whoever read it for Arnie messed up big Oh, yeah, that, he says you were walking, you're walking funny now, didn't he? Yeah. Was that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes! Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, she met the Sperminator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really think, though, like, if, if Arnie was thinking about his career trajectory, then it kind of makes sense to do a, a training day style crime piece it, 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 it makes sense yeah. logically it's just such a dark morose sad film that it doesn't work for him at all yeah i bet they he they sold him or they got him to sign on to the movie based on the pitch which is an interesting idea for a film mm-hmm. yeah they were like hey can you imagine it's gonna be the usual suspects meets uh, I, I, I don't i don't know uh, seal team six mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what the pitch for this was Fuck, I hated this movie so much. <laughs> I hated it so much. An hour and 15 minutes in, like, he's re-watching the snuff video, which I was fine with, but we don't need to re-watch it, right? Like, they could have cut to, they could have had a shot outside of the window of him sitting in the dark with the lights flashing on his face and him crying, and we would have got it. We didn't need the audio. We didn't need the visuals. Mm-hmm. I, I just... My, my wife said, is that how he goes to bed? I I guess so he just relives the pain I don't know yeah he does that and then he has a quick crank and he's uh, sleepy yeah and then you find out he had a son too and it throws in a quick cut scene too holy shit and it's like and then he never it never is mentioned and he has a whole cut scene where you know you see his son in a Braves jersey and he's like I love you dad and he's like I love you son and then yeah I love you too this is all I wanted it was this back and And forth does he give him keys to a car Yeah. yeah but he looks like he's 14 yeah, it's like how old is that kid? Never again do we hear. And the whole time he's like, "I have to avenge my wife," and everyone's like, "He loves his wife," and every, like, 
Let's face it, the video, the, you know, they had some, edi- the, some editing, some lighting issues with this video of the sun. So it just was, it didn't have the same did, effect. Did they, I mean, did he only enjoy watching his wife get murdered? Or like, did, watching yes. his son get murdered didn't do yes. it to him the same way? Or <laughs> No, this is too real. <laughs> <laughs> they just sent him a note that we're like, we, the, the battery died on the camera. Uh, but he's dead. Just trust us. Yeah. Our, our idiot intern put his thumb over the, the, the whole thing and you missed it. Well, but they, later they do say, and it's like just a throwaway line that the cartel mailed him parts yeah, of. Yeah. Is, for weeks. It's like, oh, so dumb. For weeks. Like, like just they gloss over the, like, ugh, the, it's so gross. All right. My notes just say, sorry, everyone, this movie is dark and does not earn it or pay it off. There should have been a scene with him going to the freezer where the parts still are just to kiss his wife goodnight. (laughs) Just her hand. He's like, love you. And then he takes the hand to the bedroom. Takes the arm and puts it over him that night. Got two two, deep freezes. He goes back in his son's room and throws the the keys at his corpse. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's just on a mannequin all like just sewn together. together. Like a Frankenstein. <laughs> I love you, Dad. Just playing catch with him and the ball just getting oh. it and falling to the ground. Hey, let's jump to something a little bit more upbeat. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Why don't we go and have a meeting out the back of a warehouse while Arnie's wearing a hoodie? Mm. This movie needed infinitely more hoodie Arnie. I liked Hoodie Arnie. It reminded me of um, Unbreakable. I enjoyed it. Yes. Oh, yeah. It had there was a peace and a darkness to him that we were not getting otherwise. Well, there was a, there was a purpose and, that was understandable, which I think is what I I just couldn't get my yeah. head around from Arnie for the whole fucking movie. And then they were like, "Oh, it's sugar," and I was like, "What's happening?" And then it's like, "Oh, it's also Lizzie." Uh, what's happening? Oh, I guess the guy on the motorcycle's leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they tried to pack so many revelations in that, but just didn't. It was not shot or scripted well. No, just confusing. Poor monster. I know, poor monster. And then I guess we that that's when they did the team up with the detective yep. and Breacher and the detective forgot that uh, Kevlar vests were a thing and then just went running through everyone's houses. Yeah, that was, the houses? Uh, they were like, went to Ma- Monster's house to find him. Oh in yeah, the, he was in the uh, fridge. Oh, yeah. And Arnie wasn't shocked because that's what he does with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so dark. He saw that and he's like, must have been the cartel. Yeah, they clearly it. mailed him here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and he's like, "Don't, don't put it in the kitchen. <laughs> you got to keep your milk." There was, there was no blood left on the floor, and when it showed, and it showed, uh, like him after she mopped she, it up, she went through the effort of cleaning it, and it was spotless. I mean, there was mm. only blood mm. right under the fridge, and everything else looked real nice. And and she was in a hurry too. I mean, that's I mean, women for you. She's got the cleaning hacks, I guess. I mean, part of it is on monster. He tried to hold that passport back. Should have been cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Also, her passport was Irish, which I thought was a weird detail to throw in for no purpose or reason. Because she's ginger. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Oh, or is that a reference to the Northern Ireland, like, nailing people to the floor? Oh. Maybe that's evidence that she did it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Easter eggs in this movie just keep being disappointing. <laughs> the car chase music? That car chase? Just the whole car chase was... Hannah talked about uh, earlier on about uh, the feeling for innocent bystanders (laughs) and this car chase I could not handle. I'm like, that poor cyclist! Oh no! 
Maybe. And that cyclist got maimed, like not only killed, but maimed. Well, the car just got shot in the head. And and the woman they kidnapped and put in the car, they just left her there. Does anyone know she's oh, there? Sh she is she's still there. probably still there in the car with the duct tape over her mouth. Oh. When I was watching the, the car chasing, I was like, oh, is this what a real car chase would actually look like? It's really sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like none of them, it, it felt like that thing of that nod to realism, right? <laughs> like she could barely get a shot off because she's like, fuck, I'm in the trunk of a car. She managed to stay in that, in that booth though, even though she's been thrown around like a motherfucker. Yeah. I, I thought for sure she was going to go fly. I, I kept waiting for her to like run into something or go flying. And yeah. weirdly, I was excited. I was like. <laughs> it, well, it kind of would have been awesome if she had been like thrown yeah. out and then they had to separate and you could have the detective go out and they do like a sweet showdown. Right. You know, and then because that'd be great because she'd be all messed up from having just been thrown out of the trunk of a car. But she's super skilled at fighting. Oh, yeah. So you'd actually have like that's good food for a tasty battle. I would have loved a hand-to-hand. And then -hand. Arnie would catch up to sugar. I would love hand-to-hand -hand between Arnie and Lizzie and have her, like, clearly be winning and then the uh, investigator takes her out. Mm -hmm. I just feel like Lizzie's peak as a her her as a person, like, what she's trained her whole life for is to get launched out of a trunk with her, you know, the person she's having an affair with and then be drenched in blood coming after this guy she thinks stole her money. <sighs> like, because you know she wouldn't die. There's no way. She's Lizzie. She's full of meth and yeah. success, yeah. and I don't know. She's 80% meth. 48%. 48% meth. <laughs> 48% meth. We also had, like, when he shot her, like, he admitted he did it in front of the detective, which was so unnecessary. Mm -hmm, yeah. Like, he could have just leaned in. And then Lizzie, like, barely moved her gun. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he didn't, like, at least give him one second where he's like, oh, I kind of ruined her life and the lives of all of my team. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have that at all. He's just like, yeah, this was the necessary evil. And then he just yeah. batman Yeah, yeah. And then he's just like in Mexico. Also, start with a smaller pile, dude. Yeah. Oh. That hurt me. <laughs> or do you think we came in halfway through? He'd actually been sitting there for about eight, like 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. being like, you tell me. You tell me. Yeah, there was two times when I was financially wounded during this movie. And it was at the beginning when they blew up the money and then continued to, to show it all burning up in flames for a couple seconds yeah. while I could just reflect on on what that meant to me. And then and then <laughs> at the end, uh, whenever he's just stacking up the money, I, I would give him like, how about 100 <laughs> Maybe twenty five dollars. <laughs> Come on, I know the exchange mm -hmm. rate here. One thing we one thing we do know about Mexico though is that you, it's definitely shot in Mexico. You can tell because they put a color grade that's all green and yellow <laughs> over. Yeah. The cameras just don't work as good well, down there because the landscape sucks. There is yeah. Once you the further down you get, the more the harder it is to you know. Well, capture. That's what color it is there. You just <laughs> open your eyes and suddenly it's like it's like in the forties when life was actually black and white. I don't know. I really like this bit of the movie. This was a good. This was a fun mm -hmm. action. Scene sequence where he's just like this is just pure punisher and i was i enjoyed it because i knew the bad guys were evil and it was easy for my morality to be like i'm okay with this violence yeah yeah <laughs> that line he says he was like i was the last one to have her you'll never get that back yeah like yeah he's got to die now yeah then he's like i've got to kill your family and the guy goes oh not my family he goes that's right not your family because i'm not as bad as you now i'm gonna go kill some bystanders in this bar i just no I'm he didn't kill bystanders every single person in that room had a gun 
No, there were some people no, just hanging and they out. they lived. They were just like, because then he goes and sits down and takes a shot and chills, and they're all still like, are we good? Is he going <laughs> to kill us? I will say this while we wrap up before we go to break. He earned that action scene. He earned that murder, but he did not earn that cigar. <laughs> the Arnie's character did not need a cigar. It wasn't an Arnie character, mm-hmm. so it shouldn't have had a cigar, and definitely not then. If anything, he should have had some meth. What, what, if, he just, <laughs> what if he just pulled out a snickers and it was the most inappropriate product placement yes and then he eats it and then turns into someone yeah. different and it's all been one of those snickers ads where it's like snickers changes you're not you. when you're hungry he turns into ben stein <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna um do some fun bits yeah yeah And we're back with post-credit pitches. It's time for the post-credit pitches. So, just like the Marvel movies are doing with their little post-credit nuggets of fun, (laughs) we're going to try and find some for this movie. So eloquent. (laughs) So this is like the bit where the credits are playing and, oh yeah, the lights come back up. Uh, my post-credit pitch would be, what What if it's like the funeral for Arnie? So there's like the picture of him, you're at the funeral, it's Arnie's picture there, and then there's a whole bunch of, there's like some people, there's the agent there, and she, you know, she's looking somber, a whole bunch of people are there looking somber, and we pan back, and then we keep panning back, and you know, they have that tree, you know, they always have like a big tree, like in the distance, you know, yeah. and then there's uh, two people standing there, but they're in shadows, and then the camera rolls around, and it's the wife and the son oh. and and they just uh they just smile and nod and they have the 10 With million mexican husbands yeah yeah and then the cartel went... <laughs> yeah they're they're all dressed like in like the cotton outfits um the the one i have is is not in as much detail but uh just a quick, <laughs> quick little silly bit uh but first i think i need clarification um is he is he dying at the end? <laughs> I think like, you see the I just killed him. Wrist, but they don't. He does a shot. That's he, it. it. Yeah, and then he, you know, takes a shot and starts puffing the cigar. And I'm like, is he immortal? I don't. I don't quite understand. Yeah, you get to choose. <laughs> well, and then he okay. smiles, and there are vampire fangs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this scenario, um, it's just we cut right back to the bar, and you know he's dead just like passed out sitting there but he hasn't left yeah and all the the people who were still there just hanging out like slowly come up and then one very bold and and great woman just casually walks over takes his wallet the 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 bottle of whiskey the rest of the cigar and she goes and has a good night and that's that's all i want for her (laughs) could we also have that he has like a a a backpack or like a bag next to him and she like opens that and it's just filled with the rest of the cash oh yeah yeah the rest of the money's in there and she's like i came to the right bar tonight Mm-hmm. <laughs> dinner and a show and some money yeah i think for my one in honor of what of the mythology that we've already created uh we go back to the detective lady and we get like a little montage of her getting a bunch of posts over the course of a few months and then at the end of it she constructs creature 
in 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 a closet, <laughs> and he's just standing there like, oh that. god, nice, <laughs> just with his thumbs up, just happy, just you know, he's got his, his vengeance. Question yeah. though, which uh, which outfit are we seeing him in? Or is he in DEA outfit? Is he hoodie Arnie? Is he you know? I think she just dresses him up however she's feeling. Mm. Well, yeah, I, think- I would say standard would be barbecue. Okay. Yeah, oh. when he was grilling after the when he was grilling after at the wake when they had that stripper come to the wake because this movie mm-hmm. is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe once a month she gets maybe every month she gets a box from Stitch Fix with a new outfit for him. <laughs> <laughs> the subscription service. Yes. The worst is that you know because he's you know rigor mortis and all of that she has to make a velcro at the back of all the outfits so that oh, she yeah. can just pull them on. And then, like, Velcro them at the back. Uh, but he was in pieces so she can just, like, schluff them together. Oh, God, no. Oh. <laughs> just no. put the arm in. And then the, oh, man. Mine is uh, we uh, we cut back and we see the two officers that were following Arnie earlier in the film. And they're watching somebody else. They're on a stakeout with binoculars. Um, uh, and one of the guys reaches down because uh, he's thirsty. And he pulls up and absentmindedly opens the bottle. And it is full to the brims because the other oh, guy God. used it. And just drinks his urine. Uh, And that's it. And then he looks straight at camera and says, Mmm, it's warm. Yes. (laughs) Tastes like Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back. I'm back, baby. It's the sequel. Okay, Hollywood is calling. This movie did well. (laughs) It did not. Don't you dare. It didn't do well at all. It's one of the most disappointing box office openings for Arnie ever. But let's just say it did really well, Hannah. Right here, right now, what is your pitch to the sequel to Sabotage? Sabotage? Oh, and I, 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 will, I will say before you jump into this, I googled to see if there was a Sabotage 2, and the number one results was Sabotage 2 stars a review. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here it is. Sabotage 2, Revenge of the Saboteur. Okay, Ooh. so... You know, Arnie has left Caroline, the detective, and and she has worked so hard her whole career, and now she feels conflicted because she has changed some of her morals to to align herself uh, on these cases, and she's like, she just goes full on bad in the Revenge of the Saboteur too. In this version, <laughs> uh, Arnie lives forever. Okay, Breacher, he's still alive somehow. He magically came out of that bar living. And he's, yes. he's chilling in Mexico. He's got a nice remote place. You know, for some reason, like kids come hang out at his place still because he just he finds them. They flock to him. These <laughs> these kids just know that that is a safe haven for them. So, you know, he's hanging out in Mexico with some some Mexican citizens. And, and slowly he starts the, the people, his friends, these new Mexican friends of his slowly start disappearing. And he's like, no. he's like, what's going on? This is a little too familiar. At the end of it all, we find out Caroline was behind it all, giving him a little little taste. Yeah, payback. (laughs) Revenge of the Saboteur. Sabotage 2. I love it. Would you spell Saboteur, S-A-B-O, the number 2, E-U-R? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Saboteur. Saboteur. This one's a little less. Uh, they they uh, could not be as gory as the first one because they were like, okay, you can't do that again. So really, she's just hiding them in like a room, and then they get to come out and play at the end. So they're all okay. Just a big hide and go seek game. Just big hide and go seek. And then you have to decide: Did I really hate the gore? or Did I really need it? You know? Did it? Make I did it for not me? need it. You're right. You're right. There's really no question. I will say though, you take all the gore out, and you're not like. 
oh, you know, it's a good plot. Like, still. <laughs> this is based on an Agatha Christie novel. Yeah, it's meant loosely to be a good based. Mr. By the director of Bright. <laughs> you remember Man. that movie that Netflix really wanted you to watch? Oh, oh I yeah. watched it. Where um, the like the aliens of the Will Smith movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's the uh, fantasy one where no, they're like, fairies. imagine if there was orcs and trolls and fairies, well, if you, but mostly history was the same. If you're me, every Will Smith movie is a fantasy. So, <laughs> <laughs> why do the kids yeah. like Ani so much? They just like he he's got cool stuff at his house. Um, <laughs> He's got, he's got the workout bench. He's got a really nice backyard, and and he has a, a full PS5. service. Yeah, he's got a PS five, a full service bar, and he bought them all iPhone elevens and Beats, <laughs> and um, he just he really cares about them and wants them to have a good time. And he starts introducing them to uh, a meth, and I don't know, he just oh no, he still oh, got no. the jugs <laughs> from that bust. Yeah, he's just got them all in his back pocket, all the jugs. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> drips it into the Kool-Aid. Yeah, and they oh, just keep gosh. coming back for more. This is slowly developing into like a Jonestown situation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. The compound just keeps getting bigger, and then people are coming down from the U.S. to hang out with them. It's like... um. It's like the Octavia Spencer movie that came out last year, Ma, where they come party at Ma's house. Anyone? No? No. <laughs> what? No one even knew that movie existed? I mean, I didn't watch it, but I feel like we I still did. don't. <laughs> oh, I would have well. watched a movie called "Come Party at Ma's House." I'll let him know. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a call. <laughs> they killed my family. I'm sad. All right, Arnie, you've got it. Now he's got a new family. Yeah, look at them all. <laughs> we all wear the same jumpsuits. It's a cult, Arnie. You're making a cult. I teach them DAA Fortnite techniques. And they teach him the Fortnite dancing, and we get a cool, cool little <gasps> dance segment with Arnold. Arnold doing yes, the, doing like the that. Fortnite dancing. Finally, Arnie flossing. I've been waiting. Mm, I'd enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded so threatening. Uh, I love it. I'm funding it. It's going to Hollywood. Yes, We're making it. Yes. We're making it. Okay, Dust Reboot. Dust Reboot. Who would you cast, and what do they do? Okay, we live in a time of reboots of reboots of reboots. Even the show Reboots has gotten a reboot. But Jamie, what's your reboot of Sabotage? Oh, see, the thing about this movie is I think that there are these elements of story that are fascinating, uh, but I thought that it was like just toxic masculinity breathed all over the place, just vomiting from every character. Like everybody was angry and mad. And I think that you can take some of the elements of this story, make it a little bit lighter uh, by turning it into kind of a dark comedy. But you have to have the right team in place to do that. Uh, So I'm going to hire, as my director, is going to be Jordan Peele. And I think he can handle this well. But we got to have the right cast. And to do it, we're going to do some gender. We're going to cast some some of this gender uh, some of these roles with a different gender. In place of Arnie, uh, we're going to have Sandra Bullock. Uh, and she's, yes. she's going to look a bit older and grizzled than she does in her normal roles. Uh, we're going to pay her a lot of money, so she's going to be willing to, to deal with that. Team, by the way, we're going to rename it Petty Cash. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a way better name. Right? And the plot, mm-hmm. the most interesting story in Sabotage is the story of what happens to his wife and his kid and him wanting revenge on this cartel member. That shouldn't be a side story. That's the movie. And so we're going to focus on that at the beginning and then uh, Sandra Bullock's character putting together this team and explaining, hey, we're going to steal this money, but it's not for us. 
this is the money that we're going to pay so that we can find out where the cartel is. And I'm going to bring my whole team down to Mexico. And yeah. we, a handful of people, are going to take on the entire Mexican cartel to get my family back. Uh, right? Would you say they were a ragtag bunch? Oh, yes. I, I, I would say that. Um, would you say uh, that a motley crew? I uh, I saw the dirt, and it's a different team. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the husband uh, is going to be played by oh, what? What's his name? On he was on the Office on uh, in, uh, Silicon Valley. I can't remember the actor's name, uh, but he was the one that played the really awkward guy that worked for Zach Woods. Yes. Uh, so I want him to play uh, the husband, and then uh, there will also be a son. Um, and I'm not sure. It's going to be just you know one of those Disney Channel actors uh, that'll play the son. Uh, but then, as far as the team goes, uh, Lizzie is actually going to be uh, male, played by Charlie Day uh, of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, is he uh, going to get jacked for the role? Uh, no, he's just going to be like kind of himself, but just a little bit nuts, a little bit zany yeah. off the wall. Uh, Monster is is going to be uh, Kane, the pro wrestler, um, who plays like the Undertaker's brother. Uh, that's mm-hmm. going to be Monster. Oh, wait. No, 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 wait. I, I changed that. No, no, no. Monster was going to be played by <laughs> Tiffany Haddish because uh, I did have that gender swapped. Uh, and, and she will be <laughs> those were your Those were your two cho- You're like, look, we have to choose between Kane from the WWE or Tiffany Haddish. It's right. one yeah. or the other. Yeah. Uh, we're going with it, Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, Sugar is Titus Burgess from the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, yeah. So there is still that affair that happens, uh, but Charlie mm-hmm. Day cheats on Tiffany Haddish with uh, Titus Burgess. Uh, Grinder is played by Queen Latifah and is yes. taking no shit. All right. Um, the police investigator is going to be played by Kumail Nanjiami, mm. and I, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, and then other um, investigators, like the the Peacup investigators, are going to be Rosie Perez and Melissa McCarthy. Uh, it's going to be a fun team, I think. Um, and then good little Pir- cameo for them. Oh yeah. Uh, Pyro will be played uh, by John Liguizamo. Um, and then the cartel, the head of the cartel, is a much bigger role in this reboot, and that's going to be played by Luis Guzman. Nice. And, yeah, we just focus oh on God. that. And then then there's no actual, like, murder because the kids are being held hostage. They just want mm-hmm. Sandy Bullock to be handed over. And you think that that's happening. She even goes in and they have no idea that Sandra Bullock's not alone and that's when the whole team comes in from the sides rains hellfire down and the family gets out and everything's fine they even get the 10 million back uh, and hand it into the DEA and everybody gets a promotion yeah this is much closer to the movie commando (laughs) yeah very much but like that's actually fun right like then they're oh yeah they're all working together and they can have their issues as all families do I need to know who tripod is Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Tripod. I barely is, knew who he was in this movie. We're, we're gonna we're gonna do a fan contest, um, and and whoever <laughs> sends in the best video is gonna be yes. uh, is gonna be playing Tripod. Oh, that's it. This is my moment to shine. <laughs> and we're gonna do it in five different demographics throughout America, um, and then a couple throughout the world. And we're gonna shoot the Tripod scenes for everybody. Uh, and depending on which movie you go to, which theater, uh, you'll see a different actor playing Tripod. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I hope I Although, get a Mennonite tripod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, perfect. Well, th- I love it. It's funded. Great. Well, we're making it. Let's head into final thoughts. How did you feel? I'm so sorry for making you watch this movie. What do you think? Does it hold up? It's been six years since this was made. Um, thoughts, feelings, let us know. 
something that I thought was really topical and uh, really translated well into um, our current situation today was when uh, Arnie was in the bathroom with that other guy and he left the stall and tried to walk out and he said, wash your fucking hands. And then I was like, Mm. there it is. This was Mm -hmm. made for me to watch in this moment right now. (laughs) I think it's just as relatable now as it was six years ago, uh, which is not relatable. Uh, uh, And I think if we ever get to the point that this film is totally relatable, we've gone wrong as a society. Well, it's relatable for the seals, right? We we hope so. The guy that sings Kiss from a Rose? Yeah. (laughs) He's been through some shit. I was going to say, it's a movie of its time, but I feel like its time is a bit too late. Because Training Day came out in 2001. Oh, yeah. And it feels, like, oh, it, feels yeah. Like a, it feels like a Training Day movie that was like 14 years after the fact. Yeah, that humor seems very late 90s. Like, who dropped ass? It feels like maybe it was made for like 16-year-old boys. Or, now, I, I was in the military, and military humor is still totally that. Like, uh, pee in the jug, just pee in it. Who cares if my pee's on it? Oh, you didn't mind if my dick was in, what was her name? Whatever. Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca. I'm sorry. Rebecca. Learn her name, more. Jamie. She She's one more. of three women in the movie. <laughs> oh, wait, technically she wasn't in the movie? Oh, okay, that's fair. No, uh, I mean, she had more of a plot than most people. <laughs> yeah. She had more of a plot than the stripper. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. true. What if the stripper But the stripper got a line. Rebecca? undercover so we're, we're gonna wrap up um uh hannah where can people find you online what is your social media what do you want to plug uh yeah you can find me on instagram and twitter uh first and last name hannah unruh and then kc um and if you find yourself in kansas city you can see me at the kick comedy theater Woo, cool nice how about you jamie, jamie we're yeah, you've got a one-stop shop for all things me. Just go to jamiecampbellcomedy.com. Links to all my social media stuff there. Uh, there's some video stuff. Uh, and I've been doing some really stupid videos during quarantine. I've got some great tips and hacks uh, to help you get through it. Uh, I'm going to explain to you all the different things that can be toilet paper if you do run out. Uh, and I'll even teach you how to make a sandwich. Uh, so go, ahead, go check it out. Hopefully there. those two aren't connected. Oh, boy. They are, but in reverse. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> that sandwich will eventually need toilet paper <laughs> and that toilet paper needs sandwich right now mike's not happy about it <laughs> uh, totally who dropped ass <laughs> dropped ass <laughs> oh on the dance floor awesome well thank you both so much for joining us and hanging out um yeah, it's been a great time, and I apologize from the bottom of my heart uh, to Hannah and any Mennonites who uh, were tricked into watching this movie. It is quite horrifying. We forgive you. <laughs> Just as you are forgiven. Boom! Yes! Oh. Yeah. I'm converting. <laughs> That was I'll Be Back Catalog. Thank you to the wonderful Hannah Unruh and Jamie Campbell for joining us for the uh, epic, uh, the long, the confusing. They joined us for the movie Sabotage. That's right. I sabotaged myself by not reading the script before we started shooting. (laughs) Why would you do that, Arnie? That movie was a nightmare. Hey, Mike, you want the nightmare? Try watching your wife be tortured and murdered over and over again. Oh, wait, you already had to do that because the director made you do that in this shitty movie. <laughs> Whoa, Arnie. All right, calm down. Whew. Well, 
I've been Stephen Lyons. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can find me at Steve Lyons. That's S-T-E-L-Y-O-N-S. Or you can come and find us uh, on Twitter at I'll Be Back Pod. And I'm Mike Kevin, and you can find me at Mike Kevin on Twitter. Please don't forget to review and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you use. It really helps us to reach new listeners. Thanks again. And this has been I'll Be Back Catalog. Yeah, that's right, Lizzie. You know it's a fucking weird choice when you murder your husband by accident and then put him in the refrigerator. She had to take all the shelves out. What did she do with the food? She took that food with her and share it with sugar? You nightmare! That's monster's food! You can't be sharing your energy drinks with him. All right, she's in the back of the car. That's why she couldn't fire the gun. There's too many groceries back there. It's just weird. <laughs> what did you do with the groceries?